welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, where we explore the mindset, behavior, and success strategies of high-achieving women. It's an inspirational show that helps ambitious women to maximize their performance from the inside out and thrive in the world of business. I'm your host, Shona Rowan, high-performance coach, inspirational speaker, and author of the book, The Psychology of Successful Women. On this month's episode of the Psychology of Successful Women podcast, it was my huge pleasure to speak with Tracy Cave, CEO of Sister Project, which is a not-for-profit based in Perth, Western Australia, on a mission to support and empower women from diverse backgrounds to improve their confidence, mental and physical well-being, and help create a sense of belonging. We had such a great conversation about her lifelong passion for teaching and empowering women, the amazing work she does helping people through the Sister Project, why our dreams are always bigger than our setbacks, how nobody is born resilient, lots of practical tips about following your passions, and so much more. So Tracy, welcome to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. I'm really looking forward to speaking with you today. Thank you, Shona. It's just beautiful being here. Um, Thank you for taking the time to to ask me some questions. I look forward to it. Fabulous. Well, to start off, I obviously know a little bit about your career journey and your amazing life. But could you tell our listeners a little bit about your career journey, maybe some of your passions and values, all leading up to you starting the Sister Project? Okay. All right. Well, um, uh, that's a very good question. I, I won't. I won't give you too many boring details. I, I do come from Sydney, um, and then I moved to um, Batemans Bay on the south coast of New South Wales, and then I've moved to to Ellenbrook. But um, that's that's the short version. The bit, slightly longer version is that um, I've been a teach over a teacher for over twenty years, almost mm. twenty five years. Um, and doing that, I've traveled, um, using teaching as, as my trade, so to speak, to travel around a little bit. Um, so I have got experience of living overseas and, and working overseas and, um, getting an understanding of what it's like to, to live in a, in a country that's very different to my own and, um, getting the skills needed to survive in a in a foreign country yeah that's definitely impacted on on where I am um I also have four kids and um, they're all teenagers now um married to a well I was married to a, a West African man from Ghana so I have four beautiful very beautiful children um and that's also had um, a big impact on where I am right now because it has required me to open my mind a lot to um, accepting um, someone else's idea of normal, which may not be my idea of normal. So um, decisions, just everything from how to eat a, eat a meal, um, you know, whether, whether you eat together or you eat separately and all that sort of business to, to bigger events like getting married or funerals or birthdays and, you know, all that sort of stuff, buying a house. What a what a marriage is, and all that sort of stuff is mm. all being shredded, ripped apart, and just you have to form new ideas as you, as you go along. So that's all played a role in in my decision making and in my career choices that have been led me right up to this moment here in um, in Ellenbrook in Perth and working with migrant women now. So yeah, so I can't wait to dig more into that. So I love there, Tracy, and again, probably why we connect about your passions around travel and teaching and cultural differences and all those kinds of things. I, I love all of that. And like you said, all of that has led to where you are now. And so you've started the Sister Project. 
tell our listeners a little bit more about what the Fabulous Sister Project does and who it's designed to help and maybe, you know, some specific examples of the sorts of people that you get to work with in the community. Excellent. Thank you. So Sister Project um, finally got off the ground about three years ago, and I say finally because it's some something I always dreamt of doing. It's something I've always wanted, even looking back at university where I did um, study linguistics to teach ESL and I've always worked with um I guess, people from from overseas. Um, But my particular interest has always been women and how determined and resilient women are. And then if you come across migrant and refugee women, they are like the the pinnacle of resilient and determined women. They will just grab every opportunity with two hands. So um, where I I lived in Batemans Bay, New South Wales, um, was a small coastal town. Um, There were not really any many migrants there, so it wasn't an opportunity for me to start it then. So I actually had to move, um, came over to to Perth and teaching here, then became a youth worker. Then uh, under the radar, I started um, setting up and um, this sister project to help the migrant women in this area, which there are a lot. It's a very diverse um, community here. We have over 30% in some areas, up to 60% non-English speaking background um, in this area. And um, so, yeah, so that's how it started. Um, and the idea of me starting it when I was a youth worker because wanted to help the young people mm-hmm. um, and our our young people that are coming from migrant refugee backgrounds do not get support from home or support from school that um, that can understand and relate to them. For example, I'm talking about schools where teachers are generally speaking, they're white like me, um, from middle class like me, um, have maybe have not had experience of dealing with, with migrants or foreign cultures, so haven't had their mind opened up to other ways of doing things. Um, and then also parents coming from overseas do not feel um, like their culture is very different to this culture. So the way of bringing kids up in their home country is not the same as as how kids are raised here. You don't have that extended family network to to rely on, to help and out and, you know, things about mental health just may not exist in their home country. So our young people are very unsupported for these two main reasons. Um, So in wanting to support the young people, we set up Sister Project and it just started out with um, a one-hour English lesson and a one-hour craft lesson um, because craft gives you the opportunity to do something with your hands and takes the focus off you as a person and just gives you the chance to relax and um, start building relationships with with others in the room with you, connect with others and, and gives the opportunity to create a sense of belonging. So that's what we did. We, we just did it once a week, every Thursday morning from 10 to 12 in the local library. Um, we did these activities and then um, started with 15 ladies. We now have over 120 to 150 women in our, in our network from this area. So it's grown quite quickly over the past three years um, and pretty much everything has been done by word of mouth. You won't find these ladies looking 
for support through Facebook or Instagram or anything like flyers or anything like that. They really fly under the radar in in um, community services, in accessing things like the library or accessing schools or anything like that. They're really quite isolated in their homes and tend to stick together for support um, with with um, maybe a church group or, or women in the mosque or something like that. So it's to help them integrate into the wider community, it requires a lot of one-on-one time and building relationships. Yeah. So now um, we, we have just fast-forwarded um, um, a million miles now. We have our own space by the generous gener- generosity of um, the landlord here on the main street in Allenbrook. We have a, quite a large large space where we can run our programs. Um, we have got fitness classes such as Zumba, yoga, just for, for migrant women, um, swimming lessons. We have computer classes. We've got English conversation classes. We still have our art and craft and we have a very um, clever art and craft teacher from, from Egypt. All our classes are run by by volunteers or by um by people who who are in the community that can come and share their skills with with the women, and um, we've been able to bring TAFE to Ellenbrook, which is quite exciting. So they run the um, the AMEP program, which is the Adult Migrant English program. So the the women here are able to access English lessons um, a few days a week. Let's which qualifies as full time studies. So that helps them with their Centrelink um, or helps them get job or whatever they need. Um, Ellenbrook, in case you don't know, is on the northeast of Perth. So it's quite geographically isolated from the rest of Perth where all the community services are. So we're really, and it's a new area. So we're really lacking in um, community service support and Sister Project currently is the only um, service in this area that supports migrant and refugee people um, in the northeast. So before we came along, there was no one here, and so they were really at home, not able to access anything and not get the support that they need. So um, very exciting times for, for mm-hmm. Sister Project. Look, you're doing so much amazing work, and obviously at the end I'm going to flag all your details because I want people to find out more. I personally really admire the fact that you've followed your passions, Tracy, and your values and you know, your desire to make a difference. I'm sure there's probably lots of things you you love about what you do. What would be one of the things you most enjoy about working with these fabulous women and starting this project and seeing it grow and seeing the impact you can have? Um, I I guess I guess I get a real buzz out of helping people who are really appreciate it. It's like they're starving. They're starving for kindness and compassion and um, they're not asking for handouts. That would be like the complete opposite to what they want, but a hand up is 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 what they need and they just grab it with, like I was saying, every opportunity with two hands and boom, then they're off and flying. And um, these these women, I think I, I mentioned to you before we started that I never know what each day is going to involve when I come into the office. And um, 
I, I, it will just be one drama after the other and these women just take it and they're not small dramas. They're things like a house being burnt down with all their belongings gone and um, this is someone who, who has come out of a war situation and just when she's back on her feet again with her six children, you know, back on her feet and then something like this happens and everything's gone and she's she's back at, at um, step one again. But each time something like this happens, it brings up all the trauma that they've been through before, you know, um, losing family members, losing your whole town, dislocation from your culture and relocating to another country, living in refugee camps, the violence and, and so forth. So, And just that they somehow through this sort of thing, they're able to smile and appreciate Someone taking time to help them navigate insurance companies, navigate how to find, you know, furniture quickly or somewhere to stay or, you know, that sort of thing. And they just so much appreciation. And um, we have a saying around here, kindness is a currency. And it's just that whatever you give out will always come back to you 10 times. And we just see that over and over and over in in our just our daily life here it's just the project it's quite amazing yeah wow well I just got goosebumps then listening to you and obviously every time we talk I feel more inspired and keep trying to think of other ways I can help because the work you do is so powerful and, and I really like the way you just said then that, that sense around kindness as currency and how these amazing women just want they want that support they just want help and they're so appreciative when they get it right I can't even imagine yes. the things you just said about coming from a war-torn yeah. country and that example of that you know, woman who then lost her home. Like it's yeah. just it's just almost hard to imagine, right, for many people listening in, which is why I wanted to yeah. sort of help raise your profile. So with yeah. that, Tracy, I'm sure a lot of people listening in will feel inspired and think, wow, and I'm sure a lot of people listening in have their own uh, passion project or thing they want to do or maybe people they've wanted to help and they didn't know if they could do it or they didn't know if they had what it takes. So what sort of advice or what would be a few top tips you might give to other women who are out there thinking either they'd love to get involved with something like this or they've got their own idea about one they would like to start? What would you say? Like, What would you love someone to have said to you when you're thinking about taking this scary leap? Yeah. Well, um, you will hear a lot of no's. Um, just ignore them. If you are definitely passionate about something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're passionate about something, don't expect everyone else to be passionate about it. Um, if it's your dream, um, follow it, do it. Don't let anything drag you down. If there's something that jumps up that um, it just seems like it's the end, you know, uh, you know, perhaps you applied for a grant and you didn't get it, don't worry about it, just keep going. Your, your dream is bigger than any one of those setbacks, so you just, just keep going. Um, heard a lot of no's. Um, there's been a lot of twists and turns, but at the end of the day everything just, moves in the direction where it's supposed to be it's not a, a straight linear road it's quite mm. curvy and twisted and topsy-turvy sort of thing but if you've got that focus um and I, I mean it's like a really deep-seated focus it's not just something you're doing on a whim it's got to be very deep-seated sort of purpose in your life um follow it just keep going yeah so there's lots of great tips in there for anyone listening in around ignore the nose. I really, really like that one. And if you, you know, like you said, if it's your dream, follow it. You know, I think that's that's such an important one for us all to remember and that sense of purpose and focus and that commitment. And and like you said, paths change. I know in my own business, right, things 
change and turn and things that you yes. think are going to really work don't but then you end up on yeah. a different path and often that takes yes. you in an amazing direction anyway just so, let it yeah let it go yeah. the way it needs to go um and I think um something I've had to learn along the way is, is it is my passion it won't necessarily be someone else's mm. passion so I've had a lot of um debacles with um say our city um our council in this area who don't have the same dream that I have don't are more interested in red tape or ticking boxes and that sort of thing and that's okay because that's their role they need to be able to do that so let them have their their purpose and whatever but I've got my purpose and I will insist on you know moving forward and I know what it is that I need to get done that's just an example you know these setbacks could come from anywhere obstacles or barriers or whatever and they're all there for whatever reason they need to be there and you just navigate your way around them and just keep going well, it sounds to me like you're you're a super resilient person yourself, Tracy. So um, I'm sure the women learn a lot from you around that as well. You've said how kindly, you kindly said how resilient they all are, but I think you absolutely <laughs> are as well, right? So looking back mm-hmm. at your life and your career, if you had one piece of advice that you'd love to give your younger self, like a positive, mm-hmm. encouraging piece, what would you tell her if you could go back in time? I, I think um, experience has taught me that... Um, it won't be as you expect it to be, um, that all the life lessons you're going through now um, are for a purpose, are for a reason. Um, I went through um, a long time of experiencing DV and could not understand or appreciate why at that point I was, um, and it was one of the hardest experiences I've ever been through um, no one is born resilient. Hey, so mm. look at me now and I will agree with you. Yes, I am resilient. I'm very determined. I'm a very strong person, but I wasn't born like this. I had to go through a lot of crap to get to this stage. Um, but it has t- now put me in a position where I can turn around and help someone else who might be going through the same thing and I can help guide them and and I'm in a very fortunate position where it's not just one person well it could be fortunate or unfortunate but I'm able to help a lot of a lot of people and I appreciate all those life experiences that I I went through um they were for a reason and um Mm -hmm. yeah so I guess if I was talking to my younger self I would just say you know just let it come and let it go and this is all for a reason and and um yeah it's all part of it yeah, not to get no, really, too hung up on, on the sad stuff, but to use it in the future. Mm. I really like that. And I like your fat sense around nobody's born resilient. It's so true, right? All the people I talk mm. to that are also inspirational when you dig a little deeper, there's a reason why, right? That's how they yeah. that's how they've strengthened that. Now yeah. I'm a big fan of inspirational quotes and mantras and anything really <laughs> that can keep us all going <laughs> when the going when the going gets tough, Tracy. So do you have a favorite or you know one or two that you want to share with us or a mantra that you live by it could be your own kind of thing or it could be a famous yeah. one what's yours I I do have a few but my favorite I got from a, um, a friend who had a tile in her house which I I stole after I asked her nicely and she gave it to me um, and it's one from Nelson Mandela that says it always seems impossible until it is done so when I started this, I had no idea how to do it, how it would even come into place, and you don't know, and somehow the universe moves in mysterious ways. Um, yeah, who, who could have predicted a landlord would give us this beautiful big space or, or who would have predicted, 
you know, I would have such a great team of highly skilled and highly qualified people wanting to donate their their time pro bono, such as yourself, actually, Shona. So, yeah, you can't predict that sort of stuff at the beginning. You just don't know what's going to happen. So never assume anything is impossible um, because once it's done, it's not impossible anymore, is it? So you can't say anything's impossible. I love that quote. And like you said then, I love that sense of when you follow your heart, you attract other people too that are kind of buying into your thing and you just don't know where those paths are going to lead. It's so exciting. That's well, look, true. Yeah. I'm so inspired by the work you do. And as you know, I'm a huge fan, which is why I've said I'd love to help you as much as I can this year. So tell Thank our you. listeners, where can they go to find out more? I'm going to promote this across all my social media channels, but where can people go? Where can they link in with you? I know you're on Beautiful. LinkedIn. Yeah, you tell, you. you tell them. <laughs> okay, awesome. You can find us, and we're so appreciative of everyone's support. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We're Sister Project on Facebook and Sister underscore Project on Instagram. We do have a website, which is still in the creation stage. So um, by all means, go in there and subscribe and sign up. But we're still working on it. Um, that's sisterproject.com. Um, appreciate everyone's support and interest. And if you've got skills that you would like to share with us or in anything from bookkeeping to painting to um, running self-defense courses, anything like that, um, or even just connecting us to other brilliant people, we're very appreciative. We're currently unfunded. Um, we're volunteer run. Um, we don't have um, any great income coming. We're, we're looking at developing social enterprises so the women can be um, able to earn money for themselves and, and also um, allow Sister Project to be much more sustainable than it is now. So we do appreciate everyone's interest and support um, for this amazing, amazing, super vulnerable community, very vulnerable um, but very determined and, and resilient and um, just a real lovely place to be. Well, look, as always, Tracy, I've so enjoyed speaking to you. You know, keep up all the fabulous work you do. I'm going to promote this across all my channels, as I said, and I really encourage anybody to get in touch or recommend people that can help you um, through the great work that you do. So thanks so much for being on the podcast, Tracy. Thank you. I look forward to catching up. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Psychology of Successful Women podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button or go to psychologyofsuccessfulwomen.com to download our free ebook and access a bunch of other resources. See you on the next episode.